Sustainable sobriety is here. You can create predictable and consistent results in your alcohol-free journey without abstaining from alcohol the entire time. I always say that taking your last sip of alcohol isn't necessarily always the first step for success. You want to eliminate your desire for alcohol, not just simply not drink. Keep the needle moving forward in your journey, in your transformation, no matter if you do drink or you don't drink. The trap of stopping and starting in moderation is really what always keeps you stuck, but you can embrace an opportunity to move forward without the burden of counting days, and it is all available to you in the Sustainable Sobriety course on my website. Follow the link. I will see you there and I will walk you through step by step. This is the most affordable and efficient way to get from where you are to where you want to go, where the desire to drink truly is a thing of the past. I will see you there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship with alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to getting alcohol out of your way that breaks all the rules, life-enhancing tools that make not drinking fun and easy, and the profound and sacred journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. It's time to answer the calling of the woman who is ready to be fully embodied, to stop drinking and start living. The show is not a substitution for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a medical professional if your alcohol consumption is at risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Welcome back, my beautiful listeners. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that this Wednesday finds you warm and well and feeling a little bit lighter as you've been showing up in a different way for just uncovering what this life means to you and how your relationship to alcohol is interwoven in that. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you will know that my message is so much deeper than just simply the act of not drinking. And as I continue to do the show and go through my own awakening of what this life means to me and working with clients on an individual level to really see the uniqueness of how they're changing their relationship with alcohol. It is very apparent to me that the contradictions of what alcohol means to us in our lives and in our own brain, as well as culturally and in society from before we were ever born, are just so confusing and really leave this message of, you know, that's really black and white, that's just more about this should be the best version of your life. And if it's not, then there's something wrong. And I think that both of those messages are incorrect. 
I think that there's so such a bigger, deeper implication for what this means to us um, in the evolution of the human species, just as an example. And today we're going to actually explore that. And so this is a really big subject. So just stay open-minded and there's more to this subject than we could ever experience even in one lifetime. But today we're going to talk about alcohol as a path to spiritual awakening, that in fact, having a relationship to alcohol can actually lead to on the other side of that, or even during it, the opportunity to awaken your life to spirit. Now, if you're listening to this show, my inkling is, is that there has been a calling of your higher self, this this deep knowing that's just telling you alcohol just isn't the way. And because I was able to figure this out in a way that kind of blew me out of the water, I really thought I was always going to be a drinker. I kind of had just decided that as a life sentence rather than looking at my birthright. Um, And I really didn't know there was any other option because there was part of me that had this fondness for it, but I knew there was all these other things I did in my life that really invoked this sense of raw spirit, the real essence of who I was. And so these conflicting beliefs um, really, you know, just became very confusing. And why I'm here offering this information to you today is because my life has changed in so many profound ways that I never even could have thought of. I couldn't even have believed before I just dedicated myself to self-exploration and to becoming more curious and really just dedicated myself to the commitment of honoring what I did know was true about life because I knew that I wasn't born. I didn't come out of the womb drinking and it wasn't a desire then. I had a child and I knew that he was experiencing the joys of life. I knew there were people in the world that did not rely on alcohol to um, relate to their emotions or just to, um, you know, to socialize. I knew there were people that had had the same relationship to alcohol that I did, which was a fully functioning but daily habit drinking um, relationship that had changed the relationship where they actually eliminated the desire. And that's what I really wanted when I, when I took that deep dive inward, I really wanted to not want it. I didn't want to just quit and feel like I was in deprivation. And so I started with that belief. If it was possible for someone else, I knew I was just as capable, just as full of, um, unique potential and smart enough and willing enough and dedicated enough to life. I knew there was so much abundance already in my life that I didn't need to to change what was. And so by finding a belief and a thought that really resonated with me, I stuck to that and stuck to experiencing new ways of being until I won that belief, until that belief was actually mine and I no longer needed to work towards it. And that is my life now. And it's so much more than just not desiring alcohol because it does show up. There are times where, you know, I... 
um, there's, I just think about situations that I would have drank in, or I'll have like a tiny little ghost thought of if I'm really stressed out about a way, um, that I would have coped with alcohol in the past. And there are very few and far between, but because I don't really think about alcohol anymore, besides of course the daily work that I do, um, that I get to see the fullness of the perfection that I am and the fullness of the perfection that life is as it is. And I get to see through a witness now all of the ways that I change my relationship to alcohol, I now get to apply that to every other area of my life, to growing my business, to becoming an entrepreneur, to strengthening in the intimacy between my relationship that was a lot of it based around alcohol with my partner, um, to becoming the mother that I really want to be, to opening up to trauma of um, you know interpersonal relationships with parts of my childhood and how I'm just really honoring and validating my emotions as an expression of my uniqueness. And alcohol really was what took so much of that opportunity away. And simply because, you know, we've been told that there's judgments around the human experience of feeling emotion that sad is a negative thing and we should avoid it at all costs, that somehow we're not enough. So a spiritual awakening to me is when you stop seeing the results of your life dictated by outer achievements and rather guided from a deep place of knowing and trust and your own intuition and really the ability to experience joy and happiness in any moment and feeling even satisfaction in the feeling of negative emotion, negative emotion, right? Quote unquote. So when we look at negative emotion from more of a spiritual perspective, we see it as our birthright. We see it as simply just vibrations of the body that create a little imbalance from our normal state. Um, and where where spirit is, is the unique part that makes you you, right? Is fully expressed And even that inner critic is met with compassion and understanding. So it's this opening up to all of who you are on every level. The inner critic (laughs) doesn't go away. You have to make friends with it, right? So this isn't about just like smooth sail and into peace and happiness, but it becomes easier to return to this way of living when there's a little bit of a cir- something that's out of your control, a circumstance, a discourse, um, an injustice, or you know things that, that make us angry. And we want to feel that. We want to be able to stand up for other people, to feel sad when we did something that maybe was intentionally hurtful to someone, um, the grief, grieve the loss of something close to us. And so it's really about how we do things, not the what, but the how we show up for life through a new lens. It's a growing awareness and it's a shift of perspective. It is the awareness of your innate perfection 
And that word has, is very loaded because we're not striving for perfection. We've never needed to. There is no other way you can be in this world than more fully you. Being you is perfect. We were created perfect These bodies and the way they function without batteries and the intelligence they have to respond to the elements and danger and others and love and the vastness of the universe inside of who we are is perfection. Regardless of if you had any sort of limitations in the way you were able to move or function in this world. It is perfection. Think about if we had nothing to compare ourselves to, how how would we ever be able to think of ourselves as less than or someone else as better than? We it is only in the comparison of others and of course, you know, we have this idea of fame and fortune and celebrity as something better than that um achievement makes you better. And my invitation is that the achievement to strive for in this world is in the openness of experience, is to be able to just experience what is as it is. So alcohol comes into play in this because the act of drinking itself stems from the belief that how things are naturally, how they unfold is somehow not enough or that it should be different rather than just experiencing and acting accordingly, that there is a lack in just like the life itself of living, of being, of breathing in and amongst the elements and because so many people feel this way, we, that we generate feelings of less than, and then that generates a fear-based mentality, which then perpetuates to create things in our world that are unjust and violent. There is this idea that life as it is, and you yourself, how you show up, that somehow you should be different. This is the opposite of living in abundance. When we strive for abundance or when we think about abundance mindset or abundance mentality, it's like believing as though it already exists, right? But the truth is, is that we don't need to believe into that feeling of abundance. It already does exist. And so in and of that idea of abundance really lives a an idea that lack is the state of the way that we're living. With alcohol, you enter kind of into the steady fog state of being. I mean, sometimes it's up and down, but the, like the fullness expression of the emotions are, they're just kind of hazy. And then rather than that ebb and flow of life, that is our natural state, there's a belief that somehow that's wrong, that the ups and downs of emotions need to be more or less than they are. And what happens is when we use alcohol to kind of create this steady 
evenness, we get the super, super lows, and then the really highs of life when we do achieve something successful or, you know, a goal that we want to reach, we don't get to experience that same fulfilling fulfillment because the balance of that natural ebb and flow of life are just are out of whack and the chemicals in the brain are not able to respond to life in the way that they naturally do. And you can probably notice this with yourself or someone that you spend time with that might just be kind of a little bit dull. And then once they have their first drink, it's like, ah, part, you know, up, up, party time when nothing really changed. Like that availability to experience that before was already there. I mean, I know that it was true for me, but now I'm able to step into that place of more joy, more playfulness whenever I want to. But I'm also able to experience you know, a day where I'm feeling contemplative or low energy, or maybe my hormones are in a different phase of my cycle and love myself more because of it. Right. And it doesn't always feel good, but I see it now for what it is. I have such a different perspective of it. So it's impossible to see this when you're in it, you're like, no, alcohol is great. I feel awesome. It's a party until on the next day. And then, you know, we really think that that low is kind of just from the hangover and the effects of alcohol, but it's really so much more than that. And there's this idea that alcohol, in fact, makes our lives better. And to a degree, you do believe that when you're in the mix of drinking, whether it's daily drinking or it's a habit in your life. And so that is why awareness is only expanded when you can take a step back from the scene on purpose. So imagine if you have a telescope and you get really close up to the object that you're trying to look at, right? You can't see it for what it is. It's all blurry and distorted and it just doesn't look like the thing that it is. And even if you're in the scene, it's impossible to see it. You can't see through the telescope if you're in the scene, right? Because you're just part of it. So there's these shift in perspectives that we can have as a human being. So what you do is you take the telescope up onto the balcony and now you look out at the vastness of the landscape and you see this little party over here and this other little scene over there. You see the mountains in the background and the stars in the sky and now you become the witness. And now you can take this telescope and you start to back away even from yourself in the scene when you do it on purpose. And this is the state of the observer that I talk about, that state of the witness consciousness from a place of neutrality and even more so from compassion. When we take this wider view, we really get to see and start to understand the limitations of alcohol. What we assign meaning to and value to in this life is subjective. We think that it's based on a dollar sign, but we know that we have things that are near and dear to our heart. I have like my grandmother's handkerchief that has no value to anyone else but my own, but myself. And if I was to lose that, I could make it mean something big about a loss in my life, or I could also just know that I had that experience with that thing and um, its value will live inside of more of a memory of it. There aren't a lot of messages that we learn about what the value is in focusing our attention on the miracles of life. 
that we should be given more pause to these moments and that they are a path to peace, joy, satisfaction, and a sense of wholeness, enoughness, accomplishment in and of themselves. So when we step back, like I said, to look at, you know, the way that the body functions with its own inner intelligence, that from one tiny cell, the things that we're able to create from the human mind and the human body and just our ability to walk and move and experience sensation and touch and an embrace. And if we think about something outside of the body, we think about water, water being unique to this planet and our solar system and the forms that it takes different from every other liquid on this planet, that it's something we can't live without in our bodies that we're made of, that it feeds the the life that's around us, that it can change from one composition into another. You know, it can be moisture in a cloud that then can turn into liquid that then can freeze into creating the most unique, intricate pattern of a snowflake like none other that's ever been seen. And then there's our relationship between the way that we breathe with the trees and the plants around us, that symbiosis, how perfect is it that we take in oxygen and we give off carbon dioxide? My father-in-law is living currently with ALS. We are so fortunate and lucky that he's been able to be with us for quite a long time now. He really took ownership, uh, being his own best advocate, and his relationship to the value of his breath, I'm sure, has changed from what it used to be. It's no longer a voluntary expression he has to physically take in a breath to expand his lungs because with ALS, the muscles of the body deteriorate. It is the things in our life that are the most miraculous and hold the most meaning and wonder and mystery that we take the most for granted that are live in them the answers to the void in which we're trying to fill with alcohol Without seeing the big, bigger picture of our life here, we assign value to things that mean nothing, that cannot love us back. That when it comes down to a pandemic or even worse, maybe our the comforts of our home being taken away, what is going to have meaning for you in your life? What will you mourn? You might mourn the loss of being able to use your body or access to clean water and air. You might mourn the loss of a loved one. The things outside of us that we look for, for achievement and pleasure, create temporary 
and false pleasure. And now there's no judgment about wanting these things. And we live in a beautiful world that has more access to fun stuff than we've ever had before in in human history. And I have a lot of gadgets and things that I don't need, but it isn't in them that I think is going to make me more whole. It's now the expression of my uniqueness coming through them. The idea that we are somehow not perfect is the reason we can't just chill out for five seconds and be satisfied that we're kind of always finding something to be upset about, to be pissed off about, to argue about, to get high off of, to think we need to fill the void. I personally love to think about the existential existence of our little ball floating around the dark sky. It makes me feel special and that the achievement of anything other than to be an expression of love less important. I can just, when I think about how vast existence is and this life that is beyond human comprehension, it's so humbling that the false stress and fear really fall away. All I want to do in my life is love from a place of unconditional support and work towards judging others less. And I don't think I'll ever get there 100%, but it is my goal because I see the light inside of all human beings and I know that we are all reflections of one another. Deprivation only exists if what is and who we are is not enough. And on a universal principle, that is never true. If you have your basic need met, needs met, everything else is a bonus. To try and fix something that has no errors is the illusion. The deep longing for more is simply you ignoring what is already there. And of course, this is not your fault. We have been conditioned to this story since before we were born. But now we are evolving as human beings where we kind of have all the things figured out. Things are pretty cush. So now it's kind of this reawakening of the cycle of the species where we get to go back to nature, essentially right? The nature of who we are. Like, what else do we need? Nothing. We need to feel. We need to be. We need to love. We need to judge less to experience the bounty of life in its most pure form. The feeling of abundance cannot be created. It can only be uncovered. It is already with you from the day you are born. It truly is your birthright. Alcohol gives us this illusion of life, this kind of false spirit, if you will. And this is why liquor is called spirits. It's like some energetic version 
of a less conscious part of you takes over that what's happening is by lowering your inhibitions, you're kind of forgetting about that not enoughness. But the truth is, is you don't need to forget about it. You just need to drop the story that it's even there. So alcohol will never get you to being full of spirit because it fills you in an unnatural way and it blocks you as a channel from feeling and being the fullest expression of who you are. You can be full of spirit all the time. When you're happy, when you're rageful, when you're disappointed, when you're full of love and joy, the problem is that you didn't know that your inner critic and that sad part of you and the little girl who still wants to play and be goofy and silly, that that is all of you and that's all spirit. That's all your unique self. We're not here trying to mold ourselves into something else. There's an invitation on in the collective and always, it's always been there to be more of a full expression of who you are. This is called the human liberation model and it is the model that I live by and the model that I teach. It is that we are a unique expression of divinity in our humanness and the range of emotions that we have to fully express them as actually our only purpose on this planet. It is not to mold ourselves into the shape of another brick in the wall. We have been shaped by constructs of society, consumerism, and capitalism. And we can function in this world in that way, and we can benefit from it and have a lot of fun with it and even gain some joy from it. But it's the how we see the significance in our life. Because when we see it as significant to make us who we are, it actually steals from us just like alcohol does. You are already whole and holy. If you believed your life was perfect, the good parts, the shit parts, that it was all just a big, beautiful mess of divine expression, would you need something to change it, to make it different, to take it away? When you honor this life as the beautiful gift that it is with deep, deep reverence, you must honor all of it and trust there are no errors made. And if so, if there's something from the past that you are not proud of or that happened to you, alcohol doesn't change that or make it better. Your expression of spirit does. How you choose to allow anything to take your power away is how we affect the past and the future. By letting something else outside of us decide our own feelings and actions is to say that I am not perfect and that this life is less than perfect. And I'm not talking about society here. I'm not talking about social constructs that need some updating and revision. I'm talking about the pureness of the mysteries and the magic and the miracles that is this expression of spirit, of being alive. 
you know this feeling. We all do. It's not foreign to you. It happens after a yoga class or when you hike to a vast outlook and you gaze at the stars, when you pause to hear a soft rain or smell the fall leaves that have become damp, your favorite song that reminds you of being a teenager, the excitement of a child when they learn something new, being able to watch and witness that, or a gift from a loved one for no reason. Grief and loss invoke this sense of spirit and deep connection and reverence inside of us. Birth and new love. The simple experience of calming your nervous system with your breath and fully being in a present moment experience also creates this felt sense of something more than we can even express with words. It is a felt sense. It's not tangible. Something that makes me feel like this <laughs> and invokes the sense for me that are external things, but that bring the sense of deep connection to my life <laughs> are roses. Roses have a beautiful sacred geometry to them. Um, you should look it up sometime, or maybe I'll put a link in the show notes. And um, aromatherapy. I've been working a lot with essential oils, and I just simply smell them. And I we have talked a lot about this on the show. The essence of the plant, different things at different times, really bring me into an inner alignment with who I am, that is way bigger even than this body. They take me deep into that part of myself. Alcohol as a path to spiritual awakening is because of the immense contrast that it has in your life. If you've made it this far as a functioning daily drinker or you know, however much you drink, but if you're listening to the show, you already have aspects deep inside of you of inner resilience. And the truth is, is that we all do. There's just varying components of what makes a person more resilient. There's internal resources that we're born with. There's environmental factors. There's adversity and trauma. And then there's the presence of a supportive other. So you might think, well, I do all that stuff and I still drink and I've, I can appreciate it even while I'm drinking. And these are your cracks of light that are calling you home you are missing out on the fullness of what they have to offer you because there is in some way an alteration. And the woman that you are now is a completely different version of the woman that you were when you first started drinking. And so you've never really been able to experience her and the fullness of her, not not drinking, but without the desire to drink. And this is the distinction of what creates alcohol as a path to spiritual awakening versus just simply quitting drinking is in eliminating the desire that you no longer prefer alcohol in your life. And now this is the, this is the clincher that is really hard to sell yourself on because there is a part of you that doesn't know if that is what you truly want 
But until you experience it, you will never fully know. And now you can get glimpses of it, but there's always going to be the habit of alcohol pulling you that if every time you answer to the lower brain and its desire for that pleasure response, you will never get to start to eliminate your desire for alcohol because it happens slowly. So it's, you know, little by little, but it doesn't happen all at once. But when it does, it's profound Alcohol is actually the thing that's creating the error in something that's already perfect, and that's you. When you awaken to life on the other side of alcohol, you will find in the subtle simplicity of life is where most of that joy is to be had, your breath and your body. It's not simply the act of not drinking, yet that shift in awareness that makes the biggest difference. When you kind of start to see it all for what it has been without shame, without judgment, and just compassion, like it happens, no errors, it happens. (laughs) You see that you have been living your life for something that cannot be created or achieved, only found, that is only found in the natural state of life itself. So because we're not finding that deep meaning in the outer world, there exists this void that we try to fill and fix with alcohol and it's just never will be found there. So how do you go about this spiritual awakening? Um, And this is going to be different for everyone, kind of just based on your past and your beliefs. But we do know that there is a truth of something outside of us, of course, that we can't explain. I mean, we don't know the existence of life on earth. We don't know, we don't have the answers to, to any of it. It's amazing. I love living in that mystery. If I've never talked to you guys about this, <laughs> it's funny. This is, I'll just give you this personal tidbit. I am a secret keeper. Not like I keep secrets from people, but if you ever have anything that you want to tell me that it is safe with me, um, of course, all the work I do is confidential, but I can keep a package unwrapped for the rest of my life. I could go to my grave with a present with my name on it and never open it and not make it stressed out about anything, right? That is kind of a little bit of how I experience my own my own sense of spirit for myself is I know that there's not in I will not find the answer to anything I need than other than what I than what I have right now. So one of the ways that you can do this is you start with what you know, which is your body. So one of the things that I teach my clients that helps regulate the nervous system and brings us into the present moment is when we start to move our body. And I'm doing it right now. So you circulate the joints. So you guys can do it too. You round the spine, open the heart. It's like cat-cow. But seated, you can do it. You roll the neck back and forth. You circle the shoulders. You move into the elbows and the wrists and get into the finger joints roll the hips around in the rib cage and you start to breathe and this brings you right into the present moment you start to kind of make some space for the essence of spirit to move through you right this is when we get so stuck with emotion because we constrict and we contract from emotion 
So your breath, and then you become fascinated with the intricate why of the big mysteries. And maybe you already have a practice of reverence, but have you ever used that as a tool in lieu of drinking alcohol? You know, we have these tools sometimes and we forget that we already have so much awareness. You know about the witness, about the observer. You know about the breath. You know about moving your body and nature. But we kind of neglect and negate it as the useful tool for changing our relationship to alcohol, for finding that fulfillment that we think we're going to find on the other side of alcohol. But at this point in your relationship, if you're listening to this, I know that void is getting bigger and bigger and it's getting even more frustrating because it's you You like take the drink and you know like this isn't going to fucking work this time. And you just know. And that is what happened to me and that's what happened with my clients. And now my clients, when you commit yourself to showing up to figure out a different way, and to, to work towards experiencing the shift to own that new belief that on the other side of alcohol will give you room to awaken your life to spirit, you actually have to practice and implement these things. You know, tools are only as useful as you use them. They're just sitting on the shelf. They do nothing for you. So I guarantee you, you already have practices. Use them instead of drinking find a deeper connection to yourself in a moment where you're wanting to fill that that lack that not enoughness that wanting to take the good feeling next level it's unnatural and you're really doing a disservice to honoring your life as it is by not taking that opportunity to shift and it is not shame. There is no blame. I did it for many, many, many years and I have no regrets about it because on the other side of it, the stark contrast has really, really helped me dive deeper into the way that I want to live my life and how I want to show up. And I am trusting that I am already perfect and by trusting that you are all of who you need to be It makes the process of figuring new situations out where you don't act in line with how you really want to show up. It makes it so much easier because we're not compounding judgment, right? You can reflect in a way that is just from that, again, that same place of the awareness and the witness. So start with what you know. Trust that you already have this intuition inside of you. And my offering to you is that when we have that inner resilience, those internal resources, and the addition of the support of other, it expedites this process because right now there's no one for you to talk to about this. It feels extremely isolating because this conversation of this love-hate relationship with alcohol has been meant to be so shameful and wrong, but you are not alone. It exists so many people feel this way that they're not willing to admit it. They're not willing to talk about it. That's all changing And that's why the process of one-on-one coaching is so powerful because you're 50% to done. 
when you sign up to commit to that and you start to talk about it out loud in a real way, you've already shifted 50% of your desire. And that is guaranteed just from the first time that we talk. I mean, it's amazing the power of being witnessed and heard and seen and validated. And then you get to do it for yourself. So the link to schedule a call with me is in the show notes. And I really hope that you take this to heart in a deep, deep way. And that calling of the inner woman inside of you, she just wants you to pay attention to her. She's not there to scold you and to to give yourself a chance, to give every single part of you a chance that there's something to learn from. It's that groundedness and that inner alignment that we have to have first or else we'll always just be reaching for that thing outside of ourselves to make us more perfect and in and of that we are that's where we create the error right the error that not, doesn't actually exist it's going to be an amazing week i hope to talk to you soon and take care of yourself thank you so much bye if you are loving this podcast and thinking about what it would take to start the process of getting alcohol out of your way i want to invite you to check out my one-on-one coaching mentorship It's your opportunity to apply these tools and a new framework to how you live your life, to get the results you want most, to stop drinking without pain, to trust yourself again and honor your future from a place of possibility. It takes the guesswork out of the how and meets you where you are at in this moment. Together, we will walk through the threshold of the next phase of your life. Follow the link in the show notes to schedule a time to talk or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com. I can't wait to connect.